1: Our Broncos live coming to you from Studio C. That's when we come to you from our houses. And here we yeah, are I at our remember. houses. <laughs> uh, I think here Zach is on vacation, um, yeah. contrary to popular belief that we just hired Hank and fired Zach.
0: Ooh. Um, yeah, Drama. Uh, probably That'd
1: be fun. That, that probably would have upset some people. Your mic randomly sounds like super hot after it sounded good before we started the show.
0: Really? Um, Still hot?
1: Yes. So, yeah, you can think about that for a second. Well, I tell everyone that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the best place to bet on sports. Uh, and if you took the over on drinks for us at the parade tomorrow, you happily cashed that bet. Uh, <laughs> we had ourselves a tie.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of drinks. I mean, what, the first shots were around six, and then they just kind of kept flowing from there?
1: Yeah, I tweeted out, like, this is going to be the earliest I've ever been drunk, which was definitely uh, accomplished. It Mm -hmm. was also the earliest I've ever been to bed. Um, I fell asleep around 9 p.m. That's a new record for me.
0: Yeah, I fell asleep on the couch at about 8.10, and then uh, around 9, moved to the bed.
1: Yeah, actually, that's exactly what I did. One hundred percent. We you all
0: were on your couch for a minute too.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we also took like a uh, dual nap on opposite sides of my couch mm-hmm. around what was that? Five o'clock.
0: It's really tough to say if I'm being honest. All I knew is my phone was dead, so I was like plugging my phone in. There's no way without that I'm staying awake.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, yes, that was uh that was a good time. That was a mm-hmm. great great day. Um, and, and Hank, as I was out there, I just like. I don't know. Yesterday was an interesting day for me because uh, obviously, like, you're in this huge celebration for Joe Sakic and what he built with the Avalanche. Obviously, the whole team is, is celebrated. But my point on this is Joe Sackick had a lot of pressure on him um, coming into this year. And it was like, hey, look, you know, this core, this is like the best year in terms of your window. Like, you've got to go win this championship. And at the same time, Yesterday, the Nuggets signed DeAndre Jordan, and there is, like, a full-on panic mm-hmm. that goes through uh, uh, Nuggets world. I don't know. Nuggets nation sounds weird to me. It does. Um, but uh, you know, everyone panics, and I kind of t- started to realize the pressure that was on Calvin Bo- Booth. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of on him in terms of maximizing Jokic's prime in uh, the window that is available to him right now. And obviously, the Nuggets go and sign Bruce Brown today, and everyone's feeling a little bit better. But I just I started to think about what's the pressure meter on George Payton. I think last season the pressure meter was really high in terms of you gotta get this figured out you got to get this quarterback situation figured out well now it's figured out but at the same time you exist in the maybe greatest division in sports history um and there is a lot of pressure now that you've made such a big move to fix the quarterback uh, situation to i mean honestly i'll just say not finish last like <laughs> like, you, you cannot finish last, and it's crazy to say that about a team that is so much better than they were one year ago that the chances of finishing last still exist. So I guess I, the, the conversation I wanted to have today is just how much pressure is there on George Payton for this season? How does that compare to the pressure that is on Calvin Booth and, mm-hmm. and you know, the the other GMs around Denver? I think, obviously, Joe Sackick, the pressure's been lifted off of his shoulders. The Rockies – most people don't even know the name of their GM. So, um, Schmidt, it's Schmidt. It is
0: Schmidt. I know the name. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: of- there you go. Uh, Bill Schmidt, to be exact. Bill. So, God, what a guy. So, where's the pressure meter on George Payton for this season? And I think that's important to say because mm-hmm. on a grand scale, like it is expected in Denver that you're going to win a championship when you have mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame quarterback. But, what, where is that at right now for this year?
0: It's kind of tough to say. I think I think it's more similar to the Calvin Booth pressure than the Joe Sackick pressure. Joe Sackick had just a crazy amount of pressure because, you know, they, they have the good players. You know, you have Nathan McKinnon. You have Campbell. You know you have the top-end talent to win the Cup. Everybody knows that. You've known it for a few years. That, I mean, the GM job there was to fill in the back end of the roster. And that makes it like an actual GM job. You know, you look at, like, Calvin Booth and say, yeah, you have Jokic. Jokic can lead a team to a championship, but do you really have the top-end talent? Is Jamal Murray, is MPJ really, are they those guys who can actually help go win a title as a big three? You don't know that. You did know that with the Avalanche, which means it was kind of a general manager job. Like, you just need to get solid players at every position for these eight spots behind them, and then you're good to go. And I think that for George Payton, you know, it's more Calvin Booth than it is Joe Sackick, because, you know, you have Russell Wilson, the same way the Nuggets have Jokic. But who are those other key pieces around him? We don't know. And and I think that there's a a, a similarity there for sure. I think this year is about identifying those those either key pieces or key holes, you know, e- either figure out who your franchise edge rusher is or say, oh, we might not have one. We better go get one um do is pat sertan our franchise corner um does he take that step and and if not can you go get another guy and all of a sudden if pat comes around you've got two number ones you know so i do think that this year this year if you want an easy answer you've got to you've got to win a playoff game you've got to win a playoff game and and you've got to come out of the season thinking okay we know what needs to change Um, Because right now you just don't know what works and what doesn't. You just know that there's a lot of exciting pieces everywhere.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it. And I think you made a really great point there about identifying where the needs are, because, you know, um, that's one thing that Joe Stackig absolutely just knocked out of the park as it came mm-hmm. to this build. And it felt like every year he checked a little thing off the box. Like mm-hmm. you, you get Kadri and it's like, okay, now you have your kind of mean streak, your tough guy um, who also happens to be insanely skilled. You know, um, this year you kind of added these like really key veterans and Cagliano, um, you get Darren Helm, who's like won a cup before. And it was just like every mm-hmm. single off season there was a, okay, we need this. And, and Joe went out and nailed it. But you can't nail it until you know. What we knew coming into this offseason was mm-hmm. the Broncos need a damn quarterback. And they need it desperately. So George Payton went out and filled that. And this what we're going to find out over the next year is, okay, now what? Where do you, you know, like, we knew they needed help at pass rusher, but did they get enough? I, I personally don't think so. Um, you know, like, Okay, you have a number one corner. What about the rest of that room? Um, You hope that Caden Stearns is the heir apparent to Kareem Jackson. Is he? You know, Mm -hmm. we go on down the list. Is this offensive line good enough to maximize uh, Russell Wilson? Are Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy the trio of the future? Like, I can go on and on and on. But the point is... I don't think the pressure can be that high. And I think in the comments, they're kind of saying the pressure is pretty high. I don't think the pressure can be that high until you really know what the difference is between your roster and a championship roster. And there was just no way of knowing that before you have a quarterback.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And especially because, you know, pressure season is kind of over for George Payton, right? Like this is this is a GM's offseason. You know, GM's work from the, the end of the season through the through the free agency, through the draft. and then now right here it's like, okay, you just did your job. now it's time to go see the results. And of course there's little little moves that need to be happening over the course of this summer or during the season because you do wonder how many of these questions get answered early on. You know if you go out there and Ronald Darby gets torched in the first three games, I mean, I guess next up you say, we'll, we'll throw Michael OJ Moody out there see if he can sink or swim and do that until the trade deadline and then you know like maybe that is the hole that you need to address and I guess you just really hope that first of all all these guys pan out and and you actually just have the team that I, I think a lot of people think the Broncos have right now um but but if not maybe even figure out what's wrong early and, and make some moves during the season and flip flip things around a bit
1: yeah well I guess let me start here how how long is the Broncos Super Bowl window like the true Super Bowl window. And, and is it? Well, let me, I guess we'll start here. Is the Super Bowl window open as we speak?
0: Yeah, it's open. Okay. I mean, we, we were talking about this uh, a couple of days ago. Maybe it was when we were driving down to that golf tournament. But, you know, it always feels like you have, like, this arch of a Super Bowl window where, like, early on, you kind of have this window. You know that there's a window there, but you probably need things to break right, and you need to figure out what needs to be fixed, all of that. Uh, then after that, you have that middle part where you know, okay, here we are. Here's what we need. Here's how we can do it. We have all the information now. Just go win. And then you have that back end where it's like for for the Broncos, it'll be oh Russell Wilson's 37. Can the running running game carry him to a Super Bowl? Can can the defense carry him to the Super Bowl? But it's still open. And so I do think that you know this Super Bowl window it is open, um, but it's it's kind of in the process of opening, like a moon, like a moon. You know where it's like you get the full moon, you get like the little halfsies before and after. Um, you you have entered the window. And with Russ being so old, you know, it's, it it might close kind of, it might just drop off in a couple of years. But I do think, I mean, we'll see what the new contract is, but you probably this year and five more after four more after the, the the windows here, as long as Russell Wilson is. So
1: it's a, it's a waxing crescent right now is what that would be. Yeah. It's
0: waxing. Soon it'll be waning. (laughs) Yep.
1: Cool. Cool. And then, um, i am with you on five i think five total years is the true Mm -hmm. window that doesn't mean i don't know it's hard to say i i think that that's at least the way you should be approaching it Mm -hmm. we got five years to get as many as we can um and obviously you got to get one but beyond that you know i think you're you're trying to do things a little bit different like you're not going to be having the full capabilities of your quarterback, all that stuff. And you have to get creative as we've seen before the Broncos have won one like that in the past. So it's not impossible, but mm-hmm. I think you need to be looking at this as a five-year window. This is obviously the beginning. I don't think the pressure really starts mounting until year two and maybe even year three um, where George Payton next offseason is going to be huge. We're going to be saying you need X, Y, and Z. Pressure is yep. going to be on him. If you feel that, and then, you know, you're you're hoping that next one you get close at the very least. And you're saying like, OK, you're just a little bit of tinkering away. And if you're not getting it by year three, that's when I think people are starting like some alarms are starting mm-hmm. to go off. Yeah. And saying like, hey, what's the deal here? What's going on?
0: I think, you know, the, the, the difference for George Payton is that in two years you got to take risks. Like, I think it's easy right now to say, like, oh, you, you've got to go do everything you can to make this the best possible team. But at the same time, you think back to the Von Miller trade and say, like, who'd you get from that Von Miller trade? You got uh, Nick Benito. You got Greg Dulcich. Right now, would you trade those two for Von Miller? I don't think you would. I think that being a little bit younger, having some more of those pieces, you're probably fine with it. But next year, if, if the Broncos don't get a Super Bowl, and you could have, you know, 33 year old Von Miller and not however, whatever he is down the line. You might be saying, like, yeah, that's the kind of piece we need. We need these guys who are 33, who are kind of in the twilight of their careers to jump in and just go make this happen.
1: You just reminded me that I had a dream that the Broncos um, traded Von, this is last night, traded for Von Miller for $70 million cash. That was the trade.
0: Wow. Oh, I love the Waltons. Yeah, did, I, <laughs> did you see my tweet yesterday with Russell Wilson?
1: Yes. Okay, I wanted to ask you. That was my next thing that I wanted to ask you about. How did you feel about Russell Wilson liking that tweet?
0: I went through. Oh, okay, I went through some well, thoughts. That's okay, for sure.
1: Let's, let's rewind. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Henry posted a picture of the Avs celebrating on stage <laughs> at Civic Center Park and said, "If Russell Wilson didn't know what the standards are in Denver, he does now."
0: Uh-huh.
1: Russell Wilson liked the tweet.
0: He knows what the standards are. how yeah.
1: did, take me through your uh, your feelings about this because I thought your original tweet was a little bit spicy.
0: Yeah, I, I thought so too. I I, I also thought that I was tweeting it, but I was I was down for a little bit of spice. Um, I totally agree there. I think that the important context is that this happened around six thirty ish last night. Again, my my day yesterday was kind of this big arc of like waking up early and then the drinking and then the come down. And so I think I was kind of like half awake watching a movie and I saw Russell Wilson liked your tweet popped up and I was like, well there's probably like dozens of accounts called Russell Wilson on Twitter right now. It's like, oh no, once again, this is real Russell Wilson liking my tweet and I was like ah, you know, I do I don't know that he loved seeing that tweet, you know I I, I think it's 50-50 right where he's like the competitor where he's like damn right this is gonna be me next or he says like oh yeah you think what you know so i uh i I feel good about it i I feel good about the experience you know i think that's the only question you can ask right do you wish you hadn't done it and i can't say i wish i hadn't done it
1: um yeah i mean you know you're you're brand new on the beat hopefully this helps russell wilson like know who you are um
0: second time he's liked my tweet
1: that's two more times than he's ever liked one of my tweets, wow. I think. I, Tweet to be theory. honest, I get so many likes on my tweets that I can't really keep track of who's liking mm-hmm. them. Um, But I don't think he's liked to be in my tweets ever. I What I would say is that if Russell Wilson typed and deleted a response, it would have said, like, <laughs> but I know what the expectations are.
0: Yeah. But I do think that there is that thing where, like, It's Denver, right? Like you expect Super Bowls, you know, team people don't care about teams unless they're champions outside like the suburban dads who go to the Rockies games every day because what else are they going to do? But to get that sort of like attention to get traction. I mean, I think that the first loss that the Broncos have this season, the level of meltdown may come as a bit of a surprise to somebody like Russell Wilson. Mm. And that's not to say, like, Seattle fans were just like, oh, it's whatever. But compared to, you know, I mean, there's there's going to be some spicy and, and probably very wrong takes yeah. about Russell Wilson, about the offense, right. about the Broncos as soon as that happens. And I do think that there is a bit of a difference here that, I don't know, I mean, it might catch him by surprise.
1: Listen, Russ said it himself. Denver is a championship city, mm-hmm. and when he said that, he was inferring that Seattle is not, and he would be correct about that. Um, but like, Seattle is just happy to have teams. Like they, you know, since they lost one, they're like they're just like, oh, like, or thank God for the Sounders. Um, but like Denver, you're right. In, in the truth is, if Russell Wilson doesn't win at least one Super Bowl, um, his time in Denver will be considered a massive failure. So mm-hmm. it is different. And you're right that when they lose, people are going to have a insane meltdown. Um, it's one of the reasons we talked about the other day, like how 2015 was so not fun. The whole ride was not fun because mm-hmm. everyone was, even when they were winning, people were melting down because they yeah. weren't winning good enough. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different here and, I think that there is a lot of pressure on Russ. And I think that he actually is very aware of that. Um, I, I also think there's a chance that he was just like happy that like the abs were celebrating and people were thinking
0: about him. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing that happens in Denver. There's, there's (laughs) meltdowns with ugly wins there. There's, there's just people talking about the Broncos, regardless of what's happening.
1: Also, like, I I remember seeing content from the Broncos parade. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that Avs set a new standard of like what partying at a parade looks like because I hope if the Broncos win they realize like wait, if the Avs were able to party that hard, we're allowed to as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean a lot of it has to do with personalities, right? When that's the Peyton Manning, DeMarcus Ware team, it's like that's, that's not True. That's those are just not too belligerent men. Like I'm that's I'm sorry, true. but this team, I mean, Russell Wilson is Peyton Manning like I would uh-huh. imagine at a pre. I think I, he'll go further. I th- I, he might have one more beer or two more beers, or maybe he'll yell a little bit more. Like it's, you know there there might be that. I mean Peyton drinks some beers too, but it's about the rest of the team because again, like I don't see I mean, like Justin Simmons, he'd be Pat one of the cutters. Pat Sertan,
1: these are all like very together personalities. I know thing. Well, I hope that they took notes yesterday and just said like, hey, when we win it, we should get that crazy because it looks like those guys had a
0: blast. When Landy took his shirt off to give his speech and then wrapped himself in the Swedish flag. And again, that's Gabriel Landeskog. He's the most
1: together person on the team.
0: It's true. And if he can do that, Justin Simmons, maybe with the shirt off, I think it might be possible.
1: No, maybe like Alex Singleton with his shirt off.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a Montana guy. He's, he's got <laughs> his shirt off the whole time, yeah. He's going
1: tarps off for sure.
0: Well, also, that parade is going to be a one. Quinn Miner.
1: Oh, that's true. That does
0: change the vibe. Like, that was a hot, sunny day.
1: It was actually, like, perfect weather. Like, there are moments where it was, like, really hot, but thankfully we had cloud cover most mm-hmm. of the day.
0: We did. Yeah, I mean, ah, I'm trying to think. I mean, like, KJ would get after it. It's, it's tough to say who the... Oh, the linemen will be chugging beers. That's what they do. Yeah, I, I don't think this is – I think the ABS will have more of a party than this Broncos team would.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think hockey hockey guys just party different. Like, they do. I, so, like, we talked about this. Like, yesterday we crashed so hard. Like, as hard as I've ever crashed in my life. Yet, somehow, the ABS were still out partying at 2 a.m. last night. Like, What in the hell? How are they doing that?
0: I don't know. I and and it's not like that was the first day either. That's
1: what I mean. It's day like what four of just in just in I guess five,
0: and they're flying out to Vegas today.
1: I know. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. I really don't.
0: That is wild. Like it is. It goes back to like if if you're in great shape, does that does that help you drink more alcohol or hurt you? Because like if, if you're yeah. constantly drinking beers, you could see the argument that like oh yeah, the beers uh, you, you, you would, exactly like it, it you're just used to it um and if you are not used to drinking that many beers, maybe it like gets you easier, but maybe just being in that great a shape you you get a little more leeway when you do things like that.
1: that's true I wouldn't know um yeah, those guys uh, were drinking a lot yesterday, but one of the things I saw them drinking. Was Avalanche Amber Ale from our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Those they actually uh, the, mm-hmm. the the good folks at Breckenridge Brewery, built a Stanley Cup replica out of Avalanche Amber Ales stacked on top of each other. Um, we might not get to hoist the cup, cup Henry, but Damn. let's try and hoist the
0: Avalanche Amber Ale cup. Do we have anything we summer. could build a cup out of? It's like a beer company is going to do our beers. I guess like, we can't really build it out of shirts. internet shirts yeah
1: we could build it out of shirts and uh
0: cardboard let's just hold the beer cup
1: all right uh, yeah so that, i'm in yeah. on the beer cup uh abs amber ale i saw miko chugging one um so that that's always good to see uh mm. great great beer also like 4th of july coming up when i think 4th of july i think <laughs> strawberry sky like Mm-hmm. Just like the perfect 4th of July beer. Obviously, you know, you like to mix in a little something lighter. Maybe you're going Breck Loggers 4 out of every 5. Um, but there's just something about a Strawberry Sky on Independence Day that just slaps different. So uh, hit up Breck Brew. Well, I normally say you can come get them at the bar. You can't come get them at the bar right now because... We are closed for a little while, so you're going to have to uh, – we're doing renovations. It's going to be awesome. So you're going to have to use the Breck Brew locator on their website to find the nearest Breck Brews to you. And like I said, um, get ready for the renovations at the DNVR bar. It's going to be epic. We're getting started on it. We're slowly but surely um, prepping for what the next era of the DNVR bar looks like. But also we just announced today uh, that on July 14th – so that's coming up just about two weeks – We are doing um, a mini golf night at a New Bern Rhino called Ryan Country Club. It's actually really cool. It's like mini golf. It's real cheap uh, to uh, play. Like we're doing 10 bucks, and I believe that comes with a drink and all of your mini golf. Um, So that's a pretty good setup there. And it's going to be a good night. We want to just still do things to hang out with the community during this time where we don't have the bar. So, I'm in. So come hang out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh also, oh no, you hit all of them, didn't you?
1: No, you got to hit. Uh, oh no, no, no
0: DraftKings, Draft DraftKings. We went. Yeah, there we go. Is at the front. Uh, yeah, DraftKings sportsbook. Um, couldn't. Well, I guess I didn't bet on anything yesterday. Was a little busy with the parade. Um, do we have anything going on today? rocky's got to be back, right? Yeah. You know who they're playing?
1: Uh, I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say they're <laughs> playing the um Giants.
0: Uh, a little windy out there. I'm betting against the Rockies if they're playing the Giants tonight is what I'll say. Um, but you should be betting on all the different things that are happening, including UFC 267 tomorrow, uh, which is uh, a big one. And if you bet $5 on any fighter tomorrow to win their fight, you will get $100 in free bets, whether you're right or wrong. It's an awesome promotion from our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, so if you haven't gotten in with them yet, do that now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DMVR to bet $5 on any fighter to win tomorrow night at UFC 267, and you will get $100 in free bets no matter what. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
1: I think I'm going up to the mountains this weekend uh, for 4th of July. And um, my parents are up there. My dad is a big fan of combat sports. I'm thinking I can get I can convince him to buy the pay-per-view of, uh, of UFC. So that'd be, that'd wow. be that'd be that fun. would be a
0: good one. That would be a good one.
1: What else was I going to say? Oh, the Rockies are playing the Diamondbacks at home.
0: Interesting. Take the uh, over. Ooh, the over? Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, it was tough to pick a winner. I'll take the over.
1: Yeah, let's go over on that. All right, Uh, right, let's circle back into this conversation. Is there any pressure on George Payton right now as we speak to in- improve this roster for this season?
0: To improve for this season, I don't think so. I think they're basically set. I do think that – I don't know. I'm starting to get antsy about the Russell Wilson deal. I do think that is kind of like the biggest pressure point right now, and I don't think it's going to be a, a tough box to check. Like it seems like you just show up and say five years, two hundred fifty million, and he signs it, and then you're just off and going. And and if he says I want two sixty, say ah, I'll give you two fifty seven, and then you call it good. Like I, I'm not worried about it not happening, but you no, know, it's it's one of those things that needs to be taken care of, and this is the time of year for that kind of deal. And in terms of other players who need extensions right now, it feels like this is kind of extension season. I don't even, there isn't much that comes to mind.
1: Yeah. Uh, obviously, you've got Justin locked up, Cortland, Tim. Yeah. Most of the most, most of the rest of the key players on the team are young, uh, like on their rookie deal still.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can try to go after Draymond, get that out of the way. Same thing with Dalton Reisner, but and you probably – it's probably more of a wait-and-see considering the young depth you have there still.
1: And it, Draymond has been giving off the feeling that like he thinks this is a money year for him. I don't think he's going to sign early. Although, I don't know, you put $15 million in front of someone or you know, however much it's going to end up being for him, um, they might blink a little more than they think they're going to.
0: Yeah, they might be tempted. They might be tempted. But yeah, I mean, I don't...
1: Okay, let me ask you this. Over under the Nikola Jokic deal for uh, uh, for Russ.
0: Oh, no, I think that's it right on the money. Five years. T- oh, no, no, his did go up. It was supposed to be five for 250, or that's what I'd heard, and it wound up being like five for 264 or something Three. like that. Yeah, I think it was 263. Yeah, I mean, I think it's under. I think it's five for 250.
1: That's actually kind of crazy to think that. Russell Wilson is going to sign a quarter billion dollar deal and it's going to be not the biggest contract in town.
0: Yeah, he's getting a pat on the head from Jokic.
1: Yeah, Jokic's like, hey, don't worry, I got the bill tonight.
0: Yeah, wow, that is, that is crazy. That is crazy.
1: But that's just how, I mean, essentially how crazy basketball is. Like, for the longest time, mm-hmm. um, Gary Harris was making more than Bon Miller.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just a different world. Soon you're going to be getting the college athletes making more than hockey players.
1: By the way, I think that's another reason why hockey players are like slightly more relatable and party harder because they just like are are closer to average people.
0: I think that's possible. My take on is that baseball players, they like, because of the terrible system they have or like the first seven years, you basically don't make that much money. I mean, for, for a professional athlete, all the money just goes to, to like the older players, you they aren't as marketable because you're not seeing like random fifth year guy walking around with chains and stuff because they they just don't have that kind of money yet. Like it's just like, okay, now you're 29. Guess what? Here's this massive contract. And and now you get to go be that guy. Now you drive this nice car. And I was like, oh, these guys aren't marketable. They don't have personalities. It's like, you don't like personalities. You just see Antonio Brown with a convertible on Instagram and say, wow, he spent 400 grand on this. (laughs)
1: I don't know. I I think baseball is very un, very hard to market. Um and I think that it, I mean the, there's definitely like a a a factor of it of where like a lot of the guys are just normal guys. Um but I just think it's it's more about just like the way the game is played. There's not as much opportunity to like inject your personality into the way you play. Basketball is the most because it's just like Everyone can see your face the entire time. There's only a few players on the on the court, like that whole thing. Oh, as to answer my question to you about George Payton, I think there is pressure on him right now uh, because of the 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 division. Like, and Dominic and Sue tweeting about potentially joining the Raiders is like that puts pressure on George Payton to me to like call him up and be like, "Hey, whoa, before you do that." why don't you consider coming playing for the Broncos? Because it's just such an arms race. And I felt like, you know, in terms of big name signings, the Broncos kind of lost the arms race uh, of free agency. Um, Now the chiefs lost arguably their second best player um, to a trade. So that obviously hurts them. I don't think the Broncos were last, Uh, but I feel like the Broncos were a little bit behind, you know, like, getting randy gregory instead of chandler jones that sort of thing um Mm -hmm. where i think that george payton has to be like really on his toes right now to make sure that they don't lose another big name or if like you know someone comes out of retirement like whatever it may be i think that the broncos should be on the forefront of that
0: yeah i just don't think they can do it I, i i think with that 11 million in cap space like, you could, you could probably take that down to, like, six and not be too worried about it. But the thing is, you s- just have so many question marks. Like, who are your receivers? What are your tight ends doing? Like, I think there's a chance they get to, th- to the trade deadline and say, we want a tight end. I don't think it's likely, but there's a world in which it happens. You know, same thing with the receiver. What would that, uh,
1: what would that look like? Like, what ki- What caliber of tight end would they be chasing after?
0: Um, I mean, you got to say, like, you-, you have the two that – you're they're on contract right now, uh, or not on contract? Two exciting young guys uh, with Dulcich and Alberto. You say one of them's disappointing, the other one will knock on wood is can't go for whatever reason. Then all of a sudden you're you're running Sauerbert and Tomlinson out there. You probably look for a receiver. I think that's probably most likely. And so you say like, oh, Zach Ertz, you know you can go catch a couple passes for us. Or uh, I'm trying to think, is there? Who else is kind of old and movable?
1: <laughs> old and movable. Um, Zach Ertz is a really good name in terms of Probably. like guys that have just like kind of bounced around. And if you overvalue him a little bit, a team would be willing to move him.
0: That mm-hmm. it seems it's... unlikely, but again, like you you can't do that unless you keep that cap flexibility. And I think that with that, all those questions, like you could want to add a defensive lineman. You might want to right now at Denali but. The difference is that the the Raiders are sitting there with twenty million dollars in cap space versus eleven, and so right now it makes sense for them to blow another ten million bucks on somebody. And Andomack and sounds like the kind of perfect person to blow eight million, ten million dollars on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not here for the cap as an excuse. Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, could, yeah. Th- there's you know, like if you are serious about winning a Super Bowl. And you say that and Sue can help you, then you just do whatever cap Olympics you have to do to get that in and make sure it doesn't, you know, hamstring you. And the good thing is, like, even if you drop down to two, three million dollar in active base, you did need to make a move, you can just continue to restructure more things, more bonus for this guy, more this for that. It's not that hard. It's not gonna put you in a position where you're like. Oh no, now that we have Dominkansu, we can't literally do anything else. Like you just find a way you always do, and that is the, you know, the Walton luxury. Like you now have unlimited funds to make sure that you can do whatever you want to do. And this is one of those things, it's not, you know, when when we originally brought this up, and Dominkansu would not be a luxury signing for this team. And Dominkansu would be a starter for this team and a starter at a position of need. So that's why it's important to me to go get him. Like it's Draymond Jones, it's DJ Jones. And then a bunch of question marks. Yeah. Bring in the Indomitian too. He goes right into that spot. And now you feel a lot better about your defensive line.
0: Deshaun Williams has been good. Yeah. I mean, like he hasn't been like explosive putting up numbers, but I mean, he's, he's held his own at a minimum. I, mean, Mike Purcell is a, a solid starting defensive lineman. Um, so, I mean, you, you have options there and that's before you get into the, like the two rookies or McTelvin and a Um And then like, how often are you playing all three on the field anyway? But yeah, I mean, if you sub in Stu for Mike Purcell, I, you might be tempted just to, to use him in, in sub packages, especially as he's aging. Uh, and, and not make him play, like, actual nose tackle on rundowns.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that he can play, uh, like, I'm having him play end for me on those downs.
0: Maybe, maybe.
1: I don't know. Um. All right. Any, anyone else, any other position where you could say, like, yeah, I think George Payton needs to be active and aggressive here? Like, remember, it was... Right before the end of training camp, I believe that the Broncos signed Evan Mathis. And that was like a key move mm-hmm. that helped them get to the Super Bowl. Is there anywhere else where you could say, hey, need to make a key move here with a veteran who is like trying to sit out of uh, training camp towards the end of the season or the uh, off season.
0: I mean, I think you either look at right tackle or an inside linebacker. And both of those, you kind of made the moves, right? Like you brought in Billy Turner. It's like, can you do better than Billy Turner? Yeah, probably. But he's also solid, and he can patch that gap for a season. Um, You still have Calvin Anderson as depth. You have Tom Compton in there as depth as well. So you aren't worried about injuries all that much. But that's definitely a position you could upgrade. Um, Inside, you're probably good. But then, yeah, inside linebacker is the other. where you have Josie Jewell. You have Jonas Griffith, who you like. Brought in Alex Singleton, who should be solid. But you're, you're pretty empty behind that.
1: Yeah, I think that Alex Singleton is the exact type of player that you would be able to get in a situation like this. Exactly. Um, and you just already have it. Like, if, if if Alex Singleton was signed right at the end of training camp, eh, we would be, like, looking in the, at his tackle numbers and be like, wow, dude, this is a guy who could definitely come mm-hmm. in and help you right away. I just think you have him. Um, he is like a little bit of insurance for you, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, what goes on with those other two guys. Um, and he's a tackle machine. So like, I don't think there's anyone that's going to pop up like a, that you, you could add that would, would actually upgrade for you there.
0: Exactly. And that's why I think like in a lot of ways, George Payton, the takeaway here is he just took the pressure off himself. You know, they, he did all the things he needed to do. There aren't holes in the roster. There's good depth just about everywhere. And usually, um, usually with young players who'd be excited about seeing on the field, you know, if Damari Mathis has to get out on the field, that's in some ways exciting, you know, something terrible probably happened in front of him. And so we don't want to see it, but that's how you feel about all these guys, even Deller and Turner yell, you know, something happens to safety rotation, throw him in. Yeah, that's, that's fun. And I guess in the next year or two, you want to switch that over to, oh, here's a good, solid veteran, you know, a Tom Compton, a Ben Braden, who can come in and we know he can get the job done. But for now, I mean, this roster is pretty much built the way you want it to be. You've got you've got the, the offensive line with a couple of spare options. You've got four wide receivers, plus, again, a couple guys you're excited to see. I mean, he, he did the job. He did the job, and now it's time to see if, if he did the job well enough.
1: Absolutely. All right. Before we move on, a shout out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. A lot of smiles there at the abs parade yesterday. And if you're going to be smiling a lot, you want to make sure you have your teeth pearly and white. So head over to Green Mountain Dental Group, schedule a cleaning, x-ray and exam. They'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush to keep your teeth in great shape, even when you're not over visiting them at Green Mountain Dental Group. They're actually huge abs fans. So, you know, they're having a great week over there this week. Um, and they're just a great, great family-owned business so head up head over just 15 minutes outside of downtown denver to their office in lakewood uh and get a free sonic toothbrush when you book a cleaning x-ray and exam all right hank let's move on into our comments from the listeners i didn't see any super chats that came in i could be wrong on that so if there is one just bring it up if not then we'll start with our friend official think who says it's true I once purchased a couple Cubs Hall of Fame signed baseballs in a Phoenix hotel as well. Maybe it's a Phoenix <laughs> thing. Uh, it's not just a Phoenix thing. But it I'm is. glad you have my back there. He says, "Side notes. All right, I don't comment as much on here. I'll try to be more active. And most importantly, congrats, Hank. You're a wonderful addition."
0: Oh, thanks. Also, hotel auctions are not real. They're like, very I just, real. I don't know. I just googled hotel auctions because I want to see you if there's like oh, I want any pictures. Are up for auction yeah i need to see like what does this look like like you're just just checking in you turn around and there's just like a table and uh, how many how many things are they auctioning
1: like 10
0: (sighs) that's just strange
1: i i i actually was like trying to think about the other day when i saw it like for the you know 10th time or whatever i've seen it um just like what inspired this like who thought that this was a good idea uh, there has to be some sort of logic behind it, where they're like, "Oh, when people are on vacation, they're more likely to like buy things, or when they're like on business trip, they're just like bored, so they're gonna bid on this." I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It seems like a weird place. You have to you just have to turn those over so fast, right? Because you, you can't. It can't be a week long auction. People are gonna be back home wherever they are. You know, it kind has to be like a daily. Like, today we're auctioning this off. Tomorrow we're auctioning that off. Make sure you're still here tonight. I don't know. I don't. It seems weird. But I guess where right. else would you put an auction?
1: Uh, usually at a charity event. But other than that, I don't yeah. know where they're like, where they like stay. Uh, next one's from the Big T. Long time no speak fellas just popped on to say a massive congratulations to Hank. Well deserved and a fantastic addition to the Broncos team. Great knowledge and a lovely, jovial, infectious demeanor. That's a really good sentence. That is. Um, feels like you, your favorite yeah. player on the bench becoming a starter. I uh, mm-hmm. love that. Uh, always makes me laugh, especially when hearing stories of Montana. Bear Mace, anyone? Oh, I think yeah. you three work brilliantly together, too. Well done, Hank. Well done, DNVR. Take care, and maybe see you guys in London. The Big Tabowski.
0: Yeah, we. Uh, I'm headed back up to Montana on Sunday. So there'll be plenty of stories. We're going up into the park Sunday on some bikes, biking up a mountain. E-biking e- up a mountain. Should make that clear. The bike does the pedaling. No, it's actually pretty cool. It's more like a ride. As long as you're down for like the, okay. the seat discomfort. It's a at least that's what my mom says. And if my my mother can yeah. do it, i I better be able to get up that mountain. But yeah, the hopefully there'll be some stories next week.
1: I assume you're getting some golf in too.
0: Oh yeah. Getting some golf in, getting out on some boats. Hopefully, I mean, I just want to see a bear. I haven't seen a bear in forever. I was watching this morning. Uh Apple TV Plus has like the wildlife at night show where they have great like night vision cameras and so they make it look like the day so i was just watching these bears in uh, europe walk around it was pretty dope
1: i've i've seen a bear i was about 200 mm-hmm. yards away like that's that's good for me
0: yeah i was like, watching like bear attack videos yesterday well not attack just like near attacks up in glacier oh, where we're going and it's like there's one family like they're on one mountain and they can see on the other mountain there's like a bear and all these people just keep getting closer to it and a bear starts walking and they don't leave but yeah it's a Hopefully, there'll be a bear up there.
1: Jose says, why do you want to see a bear?
0: Because I like bears. I like animals. Yeah, I haven't seen a bear. I mean, it's been a couple of years, probably. Yeah, it will be a bear All right. up there.
1: Fair enough. Uh, For Melbourne Bronco, my boys, I have a few different lifeboat scenarios. Scenario one, seats for Rob Walton, Greg Penner, Carrie Walton Penner, Melody Hobson, and Russell Wilson. They could buy a whole new team. Uh, Scenario two. If they're on a Walton owned boat, it would be pretty big and there are enough lifeboats for everyone on the roster. Hope everyone enjoyed the parade and the party continues. Cheers. Oh cheers. Um yeah, I mean I didn't really think about having to get um management on the lifeboat, but yeah, I think that they would they would probably get first dibs.
0: That's actually that is a good question though. That like would you Where is George Payton in that? Would you take George Payton over Javante? Yes. Really? Yep. Uh like uh, not not nothing against George I would, Payton. I but... would I
1: mean there <laughs> uh,
0: There's a lot of GMs I out there. I think that it's
1: easier to find there's a, I don't think so. I think there are a lot huh. more good running backs than there are good GMs.
0: Okay. I okay. Uh,
1: also uh Jose called a Bear a hairy murder machine, which I I think is painting bears in an unfair light
0: definitely yeah they i mean just don't don't they're not out them there in a killing for want fun
1: yeah they're not out there killing for fun they're killing no. if they feel threatened
0: the, exactly that is exactly how that works so don't threaten the bear who would threaten a bear just dumb bears Very gonna true. win
1: Mike Apexa, who says uh i just purchased my broncos versus jags london tickets flying all the way out from hawaii my uncle lives blocks from wembley so i'll be staying with him there so stoked mm. please let us know where you guys will be hanging out before the game i'll be getting in friday afternoon would love to meet up with you all go broncos yeah i actually haven't talked about this in a while we've got a couple unofficial updates to share on this um i know for a fact we're going to have we're going to have events almost every day that we're there, which is going to be the whole week. Um, okay. But we're going to have a big event Friday, a really big event Saturday, and an insanely big event Sunday. So Is it the football everyone... game on Sunday? Uh, no. It's oh, okay. Sunday before and after the game, we're going to have events.
0: Wow. That's going to be a big week.
1: Yeah, a lot of events. We might go full uh, Avs Cup style party.
0: I mean why not? I'm going I need to get a passport.
1: I too need to get a passport. Thanks for the reminder.
0: Yeah, we need to get on that probably.
1: We we should get our passports taken care of for we sure. You should
0: make a date out of it?
1: Um so last time so I was supposed to go to Italy um mm-hmm. like a few weeks ago or I guess like last week. Um but then Ali and I collectively pulled the plug on it um because of the avs cup run like we're mm-hmm. like there's italy stay up uh, a place that doesn't move stanley yep. cup runs very sliding scale you just never know when they're gonna go. mm-hmm. so we made that call but before we were sure if that was gonna happen i tried to rush deliver like a passport yeah. but you still have to get a meeting or you have to get a uh, appointment to like go in or do it whatever um and when i called they were like okay yeah." they're like what day or like when do you need to leave by i'm like oh, i'm leaving like june 22nd and they're like okay yeah um we don't have any appointments in denver but we do have one in seattle and one in honolulu if you want that meet <laughs> appointment and i was like what what <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's incredible that yeah that's a uh, we we got to get on that
1: yes um so we should we should get to work on that uh and then finally Last one here from Big Len. I hope you guys had an awesome time at the parade. So jealous I couldn't go, but uh, I did ditch work to watch online. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of getting George paid to the bar, I actually met him a couple months ago and the bar came up. He was jealous. That Tim Connolly and Patrick Smith had been invited to the bar and said he should go sometime. <laughs> Seems like you can get him there, Patrick Smith. Will... Why didn't you tell us this earlier?
0: <laughs> yeah, wait until the bar was closed.
1: <laughs> you should have told us immediately. Like, hey, I I talked to George uh, George Payton about the bar, and he was jealous that he hasn't had an invite. Like, we would have invited him that day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We will invite him every day.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. On I know there's some other. Um people in the organization that want to come to the bar too so sadly they'll have never seen dnvr bar 1.0 but dnvr bar 2.0 is going to be better anyway so
0: wow i still don't know anything about it and i'm very excited
1: yeah it's going to be epic it's going to be epic i mean we call it the mecca um and i think it's going to better live up to that name now
0: it's like pews in it
1: yeah, exactly. We're okay. <laughs> some some uh white uh stone pillars outside.
0: Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just,
1: I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have. Um so let's wrap there again. Thank you to our presenting sponsor DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh this has been fun. Appreciate all the interaction in the comments. Hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube on your way out of here. Also, subscribe and sign up for alerts. Uh, Happy Friday to all. Enjoy your holiday weekend. We will be back on Tuesday uh, on the DNVR Broncos podcast because Monday, of course, is the Mm 4th. So uh, enjoy, everyone, and we'll see you guys then.